Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Today we're doing another nonprofit spotlight. There are many needs in our communities, and many step up to help. We want to give them recognition. We'd love to shine a light on your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. Amy Anderson, Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation and Spiritual Counselor with Sunshine Hospice in uh, Logan, uh, is joining us for the hour, and we're going to hear from representatives from other nonprofits throughout the hour. And we hope to hear from you. Uh, what is an individual nonprofit in your community who you feel deserves recognition? Here's your chance. We'll give you a few minutes on the phone or email to uh, let us know. You can call us at 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at uh, gmail.com. So Amy Anderson, thanks for coming in again. Oh, you're welcome, Tom. This is always such a great thing to do. Like once a quarter, it's, as you mentioned, we have so many great organizations here, and it's fun to hear what they're doing and also share some of the, the organizations that I feel passionate about. Right. Uh, and we have with us in studio for this first segment, uh, Shelby Kazmarek, uh, who is with Bear River Health. Did I get your last name right? Uh, it's Kazmarzik. Kazmarzik. Yeah. Almost. Very okay. close. Kazmarzik. Uh, so tell us what you do at Bear River Health. So I am our Medical Reserve Corps coordinator. Uh, the MRC is our volunteer group. Um, so with COVID, I've been helping organize, figure out how many volunteers we need and schedule them up. Um so that's pretty much what I do every day. Okay. I didn't know you had volunteers at Bear River Health. Yeah. Uh, we use them a lot for our flu clinics on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but COVID has definitely been a lot of hours. We've got a lot more volunteers. It more than doubled our group. So it's been awesome. And we hope that we can keep those members that joined for COVID and continue to grow. Uh, so with the COVID vaccinations, mm-hmm. those were volunteers, I guess? Yes. We've had a lot of or a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. We have our staff there, but then we've had a lot of volunteers since we started opening up to the 70 and older. Our first clinic at the fairground, we've had volunteers there. Um, We've had over 350 um, come and help at our clinics. They've put in over 8,000 hours at as of now. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's wow. amazing. That is, that is amazing. And the, the two gentlemen who administered my doses uh, were, were wonderful. Yeah, they're, we've they're, yeah they they were great. Yeah, we've been really lucky with our volunteers. We appreciate their work. We really would not have been able to do it without them. Yeah, so it's the Medical Reserve Corps. Yes. All right. So, uh, can anyone help? Yeah, we have medical, non medical. Um, during our first clinics, we were doing outside. We had a lot of traffic control, and most of those people that you saw, if you came into those clinics, a lot of those were volunteers helping in those non medical positions. Uh, so. We would love to have more people. We'll take any experience. Uh, we're ready and excited to train people, get them set up so we can keep growing this program and get people out there and helping. Yeah, well, the two times I went, it was very well organized. Yeah. I went once to the fire station, once over at the Bear River. And uh, so uh, I, I, you probably couldn't do that to that scale without volunteers, right? <laughs> no, there's no way we would have been able to yeah. do it as quickly, efficiently. Um, our wait times were some of the slow or fastest throughout the state and i will say that was volunteers yeah we had so many people willing and ready to help and uh quick to respond that we were able to fill extra spots to keep the traffic moving and get people in and out a lot faster than we would have been able to with just our staff so obviously covid uh, vaccinations flu time mm-hmm. uh, you have volunteers in what what else do they do 
Um, coming up in September, we're actually going to help aid a station at, for the Logan Marathon. So uh, we'll do those a couple of times, um, just different stations. Um, and then I'm working with other divisions within the health department and talking to them, where could we help and finding more areas so that way it's not just vaccinators that we need so we can work with all of our different volunteers, find their niche and find a program that they can help with. Yeah. Uh, so tell us uh, how to contact you. How did, I guess we contact you. If yeah. You want to volunteer? Yeah. So you can contact me if you have any questions. You can send me an email at Shelby. It's S-H-E-L-B-I-E. Then the letter K at brhd.org. Or you can always go to utahresponds.org and just register for the Medical Reserve Corps there. Uh, you can just select it as the organization you want to join. All right. Very good. So for the medical, I guess the term Medical Reserve Corps implies that you need to have a medical background, mm-hmm. but you've said that, that that's not required, that there's lots of things that people can do if they want to help out at the health department. Yeah. You don't have to have medical. Uh, we have majority of our volunteers are actually non-medical, um, don't have any experience in any sort of health field even, uh, and we have a lot of positions that we can put them to use in. Yeah. So, I mean, it occurs to me, this is, you know, we're, we're grateful to our health departments through through this whole COVID, Very much COVID so. thing. Uh, uh, they've really shown um, this is a way we can give back, I guess, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I, I found it um, amazing, too. So many people I know, you know, went and volunteered at those clinics. And the stories I heard from them of just the emotion that they felt as you know, some of the more vulnerable older adults would come through and just the, the the tears and the thanks that they received. It really sounded like the volunteers got more back in some ways than the time that they gave. They, they just felt of such use and value. And especially during COVID, where we all felt so isolated from each other mm-hmm. and really were seeking those ways to connect. I think the health department's volunteer program really <laughs> helped fill, fill that need for so many yeah. of us. I, I for sure, a hundred percent. I've had so many volunteers who were just so thrilled, you know, after all that social distancing, having to be apart, to be able to be vaccinated and then be there to help other people get vaccinated. They were thrilled for the opportunity, and it was great to have them there. And we're excited to keep working with them. Well, it's wonderful. Thanks for telling us about that. Uh, so, uh, Amy, I know you've got some uh, some people to to talk about. I want to get this in. We had this uh, first in uh, as an email. And by the way, upraxcess at gmail.com is where you email us. Upraxcess at gmail.com. If you just joined us, we're doing a nonprofit spotlight. And we'd love to hear uh, about your favorite individual or nonprofit doing good in your community. Uh, we'll give you a few minutes uh, to shine a spotlight on them, a statewide spotlight. Uh, just call us at 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. So Hillary Shugart, who's president of the Bridgeland Audubon Society, emailed in. She said the Bridgeland Audubon Society's mission is protecting the nature of Utah for people and wildlife. The Bridgeland Audubon Society has been contributing community science data for the Christmas bird count since 1956. And we continue to engage and inform through a variety of activities, including bird-friendly living proclamations and tips on minimizing light pollution, keeping cats indoors, growing native plants, and drinking Smithsonian-certified bird-friendly coffee found at Cafe Ivis. 
Stay tuned to the coming weeks for more information on the moderated Logan Candidate Forum we are sponsoring on Wednesday, September 8th, 6 to 8 p.m. I'll repeat that, Wednesday, September 8th, 6 to 8 p.m., Logan Candidate Forum. We will be accepting written questions in advance and during the event hosted both live at City Hall and virtually. For information on our conservation, education, and recreation opportunities, find us on Facebook and online at bridgelandaudubon.org. That's bridgelandaudubon.org. Thank you. It's Hillary Shugart, President, Bridgeland Audubon Society. That lists a lot of lot of good stuff Bridgeland does. Yeah, they do a lot. And I think often we think, oh, it's just birds. But my gosh, there's the impact on the environment and the other things that they do are great. And Hillary is always one of the very first people to email us when we That's, do the yeah, show, isn't she, Tom? She's we, great. We appreciate that. We've, we've had a partnership going with them with UPR. So it's a wonderful thing to, to work with them. So what's first up on your list? Well, anyway. I would love to talk about something that we're doing at Sunshine Terrace. Again, um, this is the fifth year that we're going to be offering our Dementia Dialogue series. And, you know, I think if we think about it, almost all of us know somebody who is either caregiving for someone with a dementia-related disease or, you know, personally knows somebody who has been impacted that, by that. For me, this is a passion because my mom had Alzheimer's disease and eventually um, died of it. And so recognizing how difficult that is for families to get information, you know, we all, there's so much research, but actually getting those practical skills and practical tips for how do I best care for and love and interact with the person who has dementia, that's really been lacking. So Sunshine Harris, um, in coordination with the Utah Department of Health and the University of South Carolina, um, Dennis Wildman and I have been trained as certified dementia dialogues instructors. And it's a, a five-module class that we run in four, um, and we're going to be starting it tomorrow. Um, at Logan Regional Hospital in Classroom 8 of their Women's Center. And it's going to be every Wednesday in August from 3.30 to 5. And it's a class that covers topics like um, the basic facts so you can understand what Alzheimer's is. Um, We'll talk about communication tips in a session called Keep the Dialogue Going. We'll talk about understanding the impact of a person's environment and how to keep them safe and also to promote independence for as long as possible. Then we'll address challenging behaviors and then kind of wrap it up. So if people are interested in learning more about how to love and care for someone with a dementia disease, they can give me a call to register. It's free. We just like to know that you're coming so we can make sure we have the materials. And they can call me at 435-754-0233. That's a great service. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, again, for we've been doing this for five years, so, you know, we're well into the couple hundred people that have had the benefit of this. And, um, again, if we all know somebody who is caregiving or has had, has been touched by this. So to, to learn more, I think education is always gives you a little bit more control and power. So come and learn more. Yeah, that could be great, uh, uh, just a tremendous burden on the caregiver. I have a friend who's currently caring for a father with a dementia. It's, uh, you know, it's 24-7. Yeah. It's, so if she's here in the Valley, send her, send her our way I'll, tomorrow. I'll that information. Okay. Get <laughs> yeah. that information out to her. Uh, we just had this email come in. Uh, you can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. We'll give you a few minutes to spotlight uh, your favorite organization uh, or individual doing good in your community. Or you can call us to 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. 
and here's the email. This is L.J. Bolton. I'm a member of the Cash Valley Board of Directors and chairperson of the Cash Chamber Patriot Day Invitation Golf Tournament. The golf tournament is on Friday, September 10th of 2021 at Logan River. The title sponsor is Cartwright Architects and Engineers. The annual Patriot Day Invitational was established by the Cache Valley Chamber of Commerce in 2013. Each year, the tournament benefits a local charity associated with the military as a way to honor and support our local veterans. Cache Valley Chamber of Commerce has teamed up with Cartwright Architects and Engineers and other generous sponsors to host the Patriot Day Invitational with proceeds benefiting a local veteran organization. This year's tournament will be benefiting the Cache Valley Veterans Association, whose mission is to improve, optimize, and create new services for veterans, service members, and their families in Cache, Box, uh, Rich, Box, Elder, and Franklin Counties. We still have several sponsorships available and encourage everyone to come out and support this great event. For more additional information, please visit cashchamber.com, cashchamber.com, or call 435-752-2161. That's 435-752-2161, and that's in support of the Patriot Day Invitational uh, Golf Tournament, and that will benefit Cash Valley Veterans Association, and that's happening on Friday, September 10th at Logan River Golf Course. So the Cache Valley Veterans Association, I don't know if you're familiar with that, Tom, but they just had their ribbon cutting last week. Um, it's a new center that's opened up um, on 2nd East, just across from the where the Fun Park is, if people are familiar, familiar with that, so in the 1700 block. Um, it, Phil Rettlinger, who is their director, worked really hard at pulling together a coalition of people to bring veterans services on site here in Cache Valley. If you know a veteran, you know that for quite a long time here in Cache County, they had to travel down to Ogden or down to Salt Lake for services. Um, it was a long and laborious process to get on some of those waiting lists. So to have this resource physically here in Cache County is going to be pretty tremendous. So if you know a veteran um, and they are looking for, for ways to get support, you could give them a call at 435-213-9098. And again, just a beautiful center. Um, I encourage you just even to drop in and see it. It's it's pretty remarkable what our counties or what our community has been able to pull together for our veterans. You know, all those people who have stood up and defended us to to now have a place that they can get the care and support that they need. That's wonderful. We now have a center here in uh, in Cache County. Uh, well, let's uh, let's take a break. And uh, we'll come back with more with uh, Amy Anderson. Uh, following the break, we'll uh, welcome in Hannah Cragen with Sunshine Terrace Foundation. And uh, we'll have other representatives from other nonprofits throughout the hour. And we hope to hear from you. Uh, here's a couple of ways to contact us. We'll give you some uh, minutes of airtime to uh, spotlight at a statewide forum here uh, your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. Uh, here's a couple of ways to join us. UPRAccess at gmail.com is the email, UPRAccess at gmail.com, or you can call us to 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. Before we go, uh, Shelby Kazmarzik, uh, again, give us the contact points uh, to to help out as a volunteer with Bear River, uh, Bear River Health. Yeah, so you can go to utahresponds.org and create your profile there to join. Make sure you do select the right organization under Medical Reserve Corps. Uh, or you can contact me uh, either at my email or my office, which is 435-792-6526. Great. We'll have much more following this break. 
Support for Utah Public Radio programming comes from our members. And Auto Evolution, owned and operated by Ron Stagg, keeping Cache Valley automobiles on the road for more than 20 years with service, repair, and maintenance. Located at 347 West Airport Road in North Logan. Information is available by calling 435-753-2521. Support also comes from USU Institute for Disability Research, Policy, and Practice working to create healthy, inclusive communities through innovative research, service, technical assistance, and education. Information at idrpp.usu.edu. Freedom! On the next Putumayo World Music Hour, we'll dance to Soka from Trinidad, Compa from Haiti, and Ska from Jamaica. I'm Dan Storper. And I'm Rosalie Howarth. Join us for the Caribbean, the next Putumayo World Music Hour. Thursday night at 10 on Utah Public Radio. Every week, Undisciplined brings you conversations about fascinating new scientific research and the people who bring it to life. I'm Shoshana Buxbaum, and I'm excited to be taking the reins as the show's new host. You might recognize my voice from Utah Public Radio's newscasts or my Project Resilience special about people with disabilities. Join me every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. on Utah Public Radio to learn about how researchers are working to make sense of the world around us. I'm Jay Allison, producer of The Moth Radio Hour, and I hope you'll join us for our show here on Utah Public Radio with true personal stories told live without notes to standing room crowds around the world. Moth shows are renowned for the range of human experience they reveal. That's The Moth Radio Hour, Saturday evening at 6, right here on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We do this periodically. We do a nonprofit spotlight. Uh, there are some great individuals and nonprofits uh, doing uh, some great good in our communities. Uh, for-profit communi- uh, c- companies doing great good too, but we kind of limit this to nonprofit and individuals uh, doing good in our communities. So we want to give them recognition. And uh, so if you know of someone who you think deserves some recognition, here is a statewide forum to to get that out there, we'll give you a few minutes to talk about them and get the word out and uh, maybe get some individuals volunteering with you um, or with them, depending on, on uh, if you're spotlighting your own organization or someone else. Uh, so here's the way to do that, a couple of ways. Email is upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. That's upraxcess at gmail.com. Or our phone number, toll-free, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. That's 800-826-1495. And we have with us for the hour uh, Amy Anderson, who's Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation, Spiritual Counselor with Sunshine Hospice in Logan. And we bring in, uh, in this segment, uh, Hannah Cragen with Sunshine Terrace Foundation. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. So what do you do at Sunshine Terrace? So I direct the AmeriCorps Retired and Senior Volunteer Program, and Sunshine Terrace is our local sponsor for that, but it is a national organization with almost half a million volunteers, 55 and older. And so I get to do the recruiting, the matching to volunteer opportunities, and just making sure that we're really fulfilling our purposes. 
And our purposes are to make sure that older adults are aging in place at home and doing so with social support and that their family caregivers are also being supported and able to take a break when they need to. So that's kind of what we do. And our volunteers are mobilizing in the community doing the positive social support aspect of that. So what kinds of things that volunteers go and do? Yes. So we do companionship visiting, which is just an older adult visiting another older adult. And that can be anything from in their own home, going to Cafe Rio, going to Bingo or the Senior Center or anything. We also do that in assisted living, skilled nursing facilities and retirement communities. So it's wherever a senior calls home that our our volunteers go and visit them and and play games, read to them, or or just visit together. And that's the same thing with the caregivers. We go into their home and let them take a break while we visit with someone with dementia, their loved one, and make sure that they feel safe and also that their caregiver isn't worried about what's happening while they're gone. And so it's it's pretty cool that that's our purpose. So. Yeah. Uh, so tell us again the name of the program. Retired and Senior Volunteer Program, which is RSVP. Okay, that's a good way to remember it. Uh, retired and Senior Volunteer Program. So these are seniors helping seniors. That the kind exactly. Of the, yeah, great. Exactly. Uh, so tell us again how to how they get involved. So they could basically call me, which my phone number is four three five seven six zero four four seven two, or they can sign up on our website, which is sunshineterrace.org/rsvp, and basically we just have our volunteers go through a quick online background check. And from there, I do an intake and make sure that they are a good fit and friendly for our program. And then I match them with someone who has similar interests so that they can have a pretty good running start with getting along and having things to talk about. Yeah. So. Oh, wonderful. That sounds like a great, uh, great program. Yeah. Anything you want to say about this? Yeah, Amy? well, I would think, too, one of the important pieces is this is not just Cache County, but it's also Rich County. Yes. And so um, Hannah has been able to build connections there. You know, it's a, it's a little bit more of a rural community. So sometimes that companionship and that ability to feel connected with people um, when you kind of live far away and the closest grocery store might be in Evanston, Wyoming. Um, it's been great. And why don't you talk a little bit about the food, the food support that you guys offer? Yes. So this was kind of born during COVID. We realized that it was a huge need for homebound seniors to still be able to safely get their groceries. And so we thought if someone's in need and unable to have a support system to get those groceries for them, our volunteers could bring them pick them up curbside and then bring them home and even unload them if necessary. And so we do that in both Cash and Rich counties, which is very helpful because in Rich, some of the closest grocery stores are in Logan or in Evanston, Wyoming, like she said. And uh, we also do a food delivery program with fresh produce from our partnership with the Bishop's Storehouse. And so we're supporting nutrition of seniors as well, um, helping them feel like they don't have to worry about having a nutritional intake in in addition to what they even are able to get themselves because it is very difficult to get well um, very nutritious foods in in close proximity to you in rich and so it's been very helpful for them and I know that these seniors have been very grateful for for our volunteers delivering that to them and we're grateful to the Bishop Storehouse for that partnership. They have been very generous in making sure that these seniors feel secure in what in what they're 
food intake has been. Oh, that's wonderful. Sometimes we don't think about these factors, right? Uh, yeah, after going to Evanston for, you know, for for certain things, right? Yeah, I know. The first time I, I yeah. had the opportunity to go out with Hannah, um, and, you know, I'd heard of Randolph, but had never really been there. And, you know, you kind of think, oh, everything's so close. But, you know, it's a it's a it's a hike. <laughs> it's a hike from Garden City to Randolph and from Randolph to to Wyoming. So, you know, it, it's beautiful. Um, and, you know, I think it's a it, it's just a different lifestyle. than those of us that live in a little bit more of an urbanized na- uh, area can um, are used to. And so to recognize that. Gosh, yeah, especially as your eyesight changes and driving might become more difficult, how do seniors get access to the things that that they truly need to stay healthy? And as Hannah said, age in place, which is where we all want to be. Right. Healthy at home. Healthy at home. Yeah, wonderful. Well, uh, well, great. Uh, Tell us again the contact points. So my phone number is 435-760-4472. And you can also look up our website, which is sunshineterrace.org slash RSVP. But you can also call and text me if you if that's easier for you, if you are thinking about volunteering or thinking about a loved one that might use these services and you're at work, feel free to text me because I'd love to call you back when you're when you're available. And can I just share a quick story about uh, the impact that we've had during COVID? So like I said, we do companionship visiting. And one of our volunteers referred her neighbor saying, I think she's lonely. Um, I'm her friend, but I feel like she needs a bigger support system because her kids are far away and she's not getting visits and she's not getting phone calls from them. And so we decided to sign her up, and I thought really long and hard about who to match her up with. And I found a really, really kind volunteer that said she wanted to volunteer because she wanted a sense of purpose and feel like she had a friend. And so it was very mutually beneficial for these two. And what was cool was this lady that was receiving these visits, she called me one day and said, you know, I was feeling worthless yesterday. And I I felt so bad. And, and I said, I'm so sorry you felt that way. And she said, but you know what? I only felt worthless for one minute. And then my volunteer called me and mm. said, I love you. How are you? And and she said, everything just disappeared at that point. And she felt so much better. She felt she wasn't quite suicidal, but she definitely could have gotten there if she felt like that for so long. And she, she said that it made such an impact that this person cared about her and that she could count on her to call and that it's not just an appointment that this volunteer is keeping. It's it's really developed into a friendship. And I love that it was beneficial for both of them during COVID that this volunteer also felt like she had a friend and a sense of purpose when she couldn't drive anywhere either. So it was really, really cool to hear that story. Oh, wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. The, the simple things can have a big impact, can't they? Absolutely. Just, just pick up the phone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or even just... Go and knock on a door and yeah. say hello. Yeah. Well, we have on the line with us uh, Leslie Black, who's with the Cache Valley Threshold Singers. Uh, Leslie, Hi, Tom. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm happy to talk a little bit about the Cache Valley Threshold Singers and listening to the story the woman just told about the woman who was so lonely um, makes me hopeful that we can download some of these songs for our choir to use, uh, for people to use to play for uh, people like her, songs like You Are Not Alone. So we are, um, Cache Valley Threshold Singers is a local chapter of a larger group called Threshold Choir International, and we are a group of women who gather to sing spiritual and comforting songs for people 
who are suffering or facing death or in grief or who are seriously ill. And our chapter was established in 2019, and there are nearly 200 chapters around the world. We were ready to sing at bedside in March of 2020, so um, it worked out that we weren't able to go to anybody's bedside. And so we've done recordings, and we keep doing these uh, opportunities where people can download music to play. But what we do is um, we go to bedsides when invited, by, and our members sing gentle spiritual music to offer ease and comfort to people who are suffering. And um, it's specifically, this music is written to communicate love and gratitude, compassion and grace, comfort and peace at very difficult times. We sing at care facilities and hospitals, private homes, and our members visits, uh, visit in groups of three to five, and we sing a cappella for about 20 minutes. Um, we are uh, hopeful that people will use the downloads that we're going to talk about in just a minute. So uh, the Threshold Choir honors all spiritual paths, but we have no religious affiliation. Our themes of our music, they fit comfortably with many religious traditions. Uh, we just sing from our hearts these calm and beautiful present songs, and, and we offer a stillness and a silence between our songs so that they have time to settle in the soul. Sometimes people get so concerned about uh, listening to the melodies and the words, but it is the silence between the songs that actually allows a person to use and integrate the grace of this beautiful music. So we offer our service. Um, there is no cost for us to come and sing for you. Um, most of our singers are not professional musicians, uh, but we do require that people have a certain level and style of voice. They have to be able to carry a tune and hold their part and sing in harmony and to sing in soft lullaby voices that communicate a kindness. Um, most of our music is composed for Threshold Choir singers, and it is in a repertoire specifically at the website for Threshold Choir members. Um, we are so grateful for the training that we've had from this institution that allows us to develop and refine the sensitivities of being fully present for someone in a hospice situation or in a crisis. I think these songs, what they do is they give a person like a transitional touchstone. Um, it can be like a bridge between what we know and what we feel and that big mystery of the future. So we consider our songs uh, like a substantive bridge for people. So um, we have downloaded, um, uh, we have provided a download of some of our recordings for people to use in whatever way they can. Um, and if you're interested in listening to our music or using the download, uh, you can send an email to cashvalleythresholdsingers at gmail.com. And I would be happy to send you that download. Um, we are also about ready to um, record a song bath. A song bath is where we might put ourselves on a Zoom and record that Zoom, and we would sing these beautiful songs to let them wash over yourself and your um, uh, your your song recipients. Uh, 
and then this recording would be sent to you, uh, if, like if you're a counselor or a chaplain or working at the hospital or a nurse or a doctor. Um, maybe somebody in the cancer center could use it for uh, listening while they're in chemotherapy, or somebody at a prison could use it, or a CAPSA. So um, this song bath will be able to send on an email, and all you'd have to do is just press the link for um, opening that song bath at the time that is convenient for you and or for the patient. We rehearse, uh, we used to rehearse at Terrace Grove Assisted Living Center. Thank you very much to the Sunshine Terrace Foundation, and Amy has been a terrific support of our group. Um, right now, we're not meeting there because we can't uh, meet anywhere in person, um, but we sure appreciated that. Sometimes we meet at the uh, little garden area beside the Presbyterian Church for rehearsal, but we're back to not meeting in person for a while. But we are going to record this song bath uh, probably next week sometime. And so if you're interested in listening to our music and providing it for someone, you can email me at cashvalleythresholdsingers at gmail.com. Thanks, Leslie, for for bringing this to Cash Valley. I had the opportunity to, to participate and listen to Leslie and a couple of the singers um, at someone's bedside, and it, and it really is an important, um, supportive way. I think music kind of touches our hearts in a, in a way other than conversation or, or visual things. And um, just, again, thank you so much, Leslie. It's been, it's been great that this group has, has been pulled together, and I can't thank you enough for all the work you've done to make it happen. Well, yes. we want very much to be able to do it in person, and we will as soon as we can. Songs like uh, You Are Not Alone, May Peace Be With You, Walking Each Other Home, Weight of the World, Singing This Song, Keep Me in This Moment, in these hard times, these are just magnificent songs of grace, and we just look forward to offering them to our community. Well, thank you for what you do. It sounds like a great service. Uh, give us contact point again. Where, where can people contact you? You can email cashvalleythresholdsingers at gmail.com. That's no spacing. Or you can go to our website, thresholdchoir.org forward slash cashvalley. All we right. also have a Facebook page, so you can find us on Facebook. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for telling us about uh, Cash Valley Threshold Singers. Okay, and thank you so much for having me. You bet. Appreciate it. Leslie Black with Cash Valley Threshold Singers. We appreciate that. Um, so, uh, Amy, who else would you like to spotlight here? Well, I think um, the Boys and Girls Club of Northern Utah is an organization that has um, been super active in Box Elder County and is working hard at bringing some of their services and programs back to Cache Valley. People may recall there was a location right on Main Street that hasn't been there for, oh gosh, I lose track of time, probably four or five years. But they are actually holding a fundraiser this Friday. I believe it is, um, August 6th, um, called the Night Out for Kids Dinner and Auction. It's back to Broadway. It's featuring um, some dueling pianists. So it kind of uh, there with the threshold singers, if you're a fan of music, uh, Northrop Grumman um, and TNM are their keystone partners. It's at the Box Elder Fairgrounds. So if you're interested in participating in that, it's $40. And you can go to the Boys and Girls Club of Northern Utah's website, which is bcbrclub.org, to find out how to purchase tickets for that. 
Yeah, that sounds fun. Sounds great. We just had an email from uh, uh, Lila Geddes, Sunshine Terrace Foundation, uh, who says, Every day we're reminded of the importance of independence for our country and for those we serve daily here at Sunshine Terrace Foundation. Our businesses, Terrace Grove Assisted Living, Sunshine Terrace Skilled Nursing, Home Health and Hospice, and the Works Outpatient Physical Therapy and Fitness all work to help bring independence to residents and patients, whether at home, helping those become stronger following surgery or injury, or those who reside in one of our facilities. We invite everyone to help us continue to provide wonderful independence and bring more to life to those in our community who benefit from our services by attending our annual fundraiser on Thursday, August 26th at the Vineyards in Hyde Park. That's Thursday, August 26th, Vineyards in Hyde Park. Join us for a gourmet dinner, drinks, silent auction, and the cool vibe of the Blue Blazers. Tickets can be purchased at our website, sunshineterrace.org. That's sunshineterrace.org. So that's the annual fundraiser uh, for the Sunshine Terrace. Thursday, August 26th at the Vineyards in Hyde Park. Uh, Gourmet dinner, drinks, silent auction, and the Blue Blazers. Tickets at sunshineterrace.org. Thanks for that, Lila. Anything else you want to say about sure. that? Sure. Well, oh, Anything? yeah. I mean, the Blue Blazers, if people have never heard them, are just a phenomenally fun band. And uh, just keep keep uh, good weather vibes coming our way as, as that gets closer. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, we'll uh, take another break here. Uh, so, uh, Hannah Cragen, again, how do we contact RSVP? Call me at 435-760-4472. All right. And that's Seniors Helping Seniors. Exactly. Yeah. A great, a great uh, program there. Let's take a brief break. We'll be back. And uh, here are the contact points. 800-826-1495. We're shining a spotlight on your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. 800-826-1495. Or upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. And uh, we're kind of northern Utah-centric here because uh, that's, that's I think, who, who uh, uh, a lot of our audience. But if you're in Vernal, St. George, Cedar City, uh, Delta, uh, Moab, wherever you may be that you're hearing uh, this broadcast, we'd love to spotlight a great nonprofit in your community. So uh, please give us a call at 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or upraxcess at gmail.com. We'll have more following this break. Utah Public Radio is supported in part by our members and the Utah Tourism Association, advocating Utah's visitor economy, hosting the annual Live Utah Tourism Conference, August 10th through the 13th in Ogden, featuring breakout sessions, destination discovery events, and more. Registration information available at utahtourismconference.com. A team of lawyers fights to overturn the conviction of three Japanese Americans unjustly sentenced for resisting the World War II mass incarceration of all Japanese Americans on the West Coast. To be able to reopen Fred's case after so many years, to maybe vindicate our families too? For Us All by Jeannie Sakata. I would pay to be on this team. Next time on L.A. Theatre Works. Friday night at 9 here on Utah Public Radio. Utah Public Radio is now streaming a variety of music and talk programs in Spanish from Radio Bilingue. You can hear it 24 hours a day at upr.org. Just click on Listen Live and then press the UPR 3 button. Puede escuchar una variedad de programas musicales y de charlas en español de Radio Bilingue en UPR. Puede escucharlo las 24 horas del día en upr.org. Simplemente haga clic en Escuchar en Vivo y luego presione el botón UPR3.
Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. We're doing a nonprofit spotlight. They're great people doing good in our communities. A lot of needs, but a lot of people step up, and we want to recognize those folks and those organizations. Uh, so anywhere you are, uh, we've had a lot of uh, Northern Utah organizations spotlighted. That's great. We'd love to uh, spotlight an organization or individual that you know about in St. George, Cedar City. Um, uh, maybe you're in uh, San Pete County or Vernal, uh, Delta, Moab. Uh, any of these areas, we'd love to hear from you. And the contact point to anywhere is toll-free, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. We have with us Amy Anderson with the Sunshine Terrace uh, Foundation, and uh, we also uh, have with us still Hannah Cragen with the Sunshine Terrace uh, Foundation as well. Um, quickly before we uh, bring someone else on the phone, uh, Hannah, you had something that you wanted to mention. Yes. So Amy earlier spotlighted the Cache Valley Veterans Association with their new Veterans Resource Center. And they are actually having an event at the end of this month from the 26th to the 29th at Elkridge Park in North Logan. There will be a Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall with all of the names of those that were fallen soldiers, and there will be a line of their boots as well. It'll be a very powerful event and one that is free for you to come. And there will be an app where volunteers will show you how to find a name of someone that you know or someone um, that you're curious of learning more about. And it'll have how long they were in service and more about their family. It's really it's a really interesting app. And in addition, in addition to that. There will be a benefit concert at the same place in Elkridge Park the night of Friday, August 27th, 6 to 9 p.m. And at that concert, there will be raffles. There will be um, Off Center will be presenting or sorry, playing. They'll be performing and they're a really fun band. I know one of the singers myself. He's he's an incredible country singer, country rock band. And then Skyview High School Choir will also be playing and yeah, so definitely come if you, it's a free event and there will be many opportunities for sponsoring and donating to that wonderful organization that supports veterans. So I highly recommend it. August 27th, 6 to 9 p.m. And then that weekend is the Veterans Memorial Law. Very good. Thank you for sharing. Uh, we do have on the line with us Jamie Troyer with the uh, uh, Yellow Dot uh, program. Uh, Jamie, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Tom. Uh, so tell us about the Yellow Dot program. Uh, so Yellow Dot is a program that we started um, funded by the Utah Highway Safety Office through a grant. And what we like about this is it's all across the state. So my goal is to get it to all the different counties, all the different areas. Uh, and it highlights the importance of having your medical information in the car um, and older adult driving safety. We kind of combine it with older adult driving safety. With this, um, most of the older adult drivers are the ones that have medications or different medical issues that might really impact the care uh, when EMS responders uh, come on scene. Uh, if someone's not conscious or they can't answer questions, knowing that medical information and knowing different medications can really help um, expedite their care and help get them to the right place or help them understand how to treat someone if it's a, a medical problem and maybe a trauma um, from a crash. So we, we look at this, and it's the good thing is senior drivers have the lowest crash rates of any driver. So this is 2020 data. Uh, the Utah Highway Safety Office has a great dashboard that I can get real-time data from. But this is 2020, 
So our uh, our senior drivers, this is 65 and older, are the lowest. They have the lowest crash rates of any drivers. It's 13.1%. The problem is that of that 13.1%, um, 23% of those result in death for our seniors. Um, and sadly, it is because of the physiologic changes that happen uh, when we get older. And I mean, I'm not older, but these start happening in me already. <laughs> so like vision, strength, um, they have, you know, the chronic medical conditions, memory problems. So the combination with this is a, it's a booklet also that we have created in addition to the yellow dot packet. The yellow dot packet goes in your car while you're driving. Uh, and you have a yellow dot sticker in your car letting EMS know that they can look for your information. But we also created a booklet that helps just start having that conversation of when is it safe to drive? When is it a good idea to have that conversation to stop driving? And then offering resources so people aren't losing their independence um, when they maybe have to transition to not being able to drive anymore, Uh, especially now when, you know, you don't want a lot of people coming to your home or maybe public transportation can be a little bit daunting or scary um, due to COVID. Uh, for our seniors, they, you know, they want to be able to drive and get there. So it's opening that door for the family to have that discussion or their loved ones to have that discussion um, and planning for the future and, and when they want that to happen. Um, because accidents do happen and the impact to our senior drivers, uh, you know, a broken arm, broken ribs, broken leg, their recovery is, is so much longer and can be so much more intense. Um, so, yeah, so we talk about the golden hour after a crash. So having that information in your car when once EMS arrives is, is great. And the sooner that they can get to you and, and have the information they need, the better. And then, again, having this, having other resources when it comes to that point where maybe it's not uh, safe to be driving any longer. Well, it sounds like a very useful program. Uh, so, Jamie, what uh, what are contact points? What's what's how best way to get a hold of you? So best way to get a hold of me is to go on, and you can just really Google Utah Yellow Dot. It has all of my contact information on the site. People can contact me directly via my email. So jamie.troyer at hsc.utah.edu. It is also on the the Yellow Dot site. Uh, I can give free classes, free presentations. Um, I can do virtual classes. Uh, it's a little bit harder with going over the booklet, but especially with uh, aging services or, or um, staff members, just getting them being, to maybe be able to present this program so that uh, people are familiar with it. Uh, or they can call my office line, too. So it's 801-585-2991 is my office line. Anybody can call me there and leave a message. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for telling us about the Utah Yellow Dot program, Jamie Troyer. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you again for having me. Appreciate it. We do have another caller on the line. This is JoLynn Lyon uh, from what used to be called the Center for Persons with Disabilities. Uh, so JoLynn Lyon, I guess, first of all, tell us what the new name is. Uh, thank you. Our new name is the Institute for Research, sorry, the Institute for Disability Research, Policy, and Practice. And uh, I appreciate you bringing out the name change. That's something that we're trying to let everyone know because it's really the only thing that's different about us. Uh, We're still doing all of the same services that we were doing before, uh, but we have changed our name. And uh, the reason for that is that we actually have several centers within the center. And so it was getting a little awkward talking about those. Um, So the the new name is just an acknowledgement that... uh, our programs have kind of grown up, and 
and so we've got a grown-up name to go with it. Uh, so tell us, we're, we just have oh, a couple of minutes left in the program, uh, so maybe briefly tell us uh, some of the programs that, that are offered and, and then how to contact, uh, get connected. Great. I appreciate that. Um, we do have several programs that operate statewide, so I will, I will uh, highlight those while making sure that you know we do a lot more besides this, but these are the ones that serve people statewide. So we have... Aggies Elevated, which is a higher education program for people with intellectual disabilities. A very successful program, and we're really proud of it. We also have the Child Care Nutrition Program, which allows um, people who provide child care in their homes to make sure that they can um, provide affordable and nutritious meals to the children that they're looking after, which we know is really important for for children's development. We've also got uh, Project Scope and Project Early Echo, and both of those are for professionals who work with very young children, and um, it helps them with early intervention with some of the issues that they may face. And Project Scope deals specifically with um, issues involving a, a child that's born maybe addicted to opioids or uh, with some of the the issues that come around that. So it's there to help the, uh, the service providers to know better how to serve that child and their family. And Early Echo is, um, it's got a broader focus, but it's there to help early interventionists work with their families. And then, of course, the Utah Assistive Technology Program has financing that's available for people if they need some help affording the assistive technology they need. So uh, wheelchairs, grab bars, uh, it's really an endless list, but um, we can help people with that if they're having trouble purchasing the technology that they need to be independent. So that's just a really quick rundown. Uh, so how, how best to find out about these and other programs, uh, the website or where, where to go? Yep, you can go to our website, and that is idrpp.usu.edu. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan Lyon, from what is now the Institute for Disability Research Policy and Practice at USU. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Uh, so, Amy, did you have another? I uh, have one other thing. Yeah. It, it might be hard to think about this, but... The Utah Avalanche Center, which provides support um, as field offices in Moab, Logan, the Uintas, the Skyline Plateau, they are actually having their fundraiser on September 9th. So, you know, I think they offer this great program called Know Before You Go, which helps individuals ski and um, recreate in the backcountry safely. Utah's actually, there's been a couple of Accidents in the past year, I think, that drew attention to avalanche danger. But overall, we were actually seeing a reduction um, because of programs like Know Before You Go. So if you're interested in learning more about that program, um, you can contact the Utah Avalanche Center at 801-365-5522. Their fundraiser is on Thursday, September 9th. It's the 28th Annual Backcountry Benefit. Um, it's going to be down in the Salt Lake area, but for those of us that enjoy the beauty of the mountains around us and want to get out and recreate, it might again, it's hard to think about snow right now when it's been so hot out lately, but 
they'll be holding their fundraiser. And I think it's important we continue to support organizations like this that keep us safe out, outdoors. Yeah, definitely so. That's a great organization to, to highlight. Uh, well, we uh, are we're at the end of our, our time here. Uh, so um, Hannah Cragen with Sunshine Terrace Foundation, thanks so much for coming in. I was so happy to be here. It's been great. Uh, Amy Anderson with Sunshine Terrace, thank you. You're welcome, Tom. And I'm always happy to come back and, as you said, spotlight all these great organizations that do good, not just here in northern Utah, but across our state. Makes you feel good to know that uh, a lot of people are doing a lot of great good. So let's let's support them. That's the That's the message. Uh, thank you, everyone, for participating today, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Access Utah. Utah Public Radio is a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSU FM Logan, also heard at upr.org. The Moth is true stories told live, and this October you can experience it in person with all of us here at UPR. Join us at the Ellen Eccles Theater in Logan on October 21st for the Moth Main Stage. Just like the Moth Radio Hour, this live show will revolve around a theme, with storytellers exploring it often in unexpected ways. Since each story is true and every voice authentic, the show dances between documentary and theater. Tickets are available now. Find a link at upr.org, and we hope we'll see you there. Hey, it's Francis Lamb. This week on The Splendid Table, we talk to the farmer Leah Peniman about how she combines farming with anti-racist activism. And then we talk with chef and farmer Abra Behrens about what life is like on a small farm right now, and we take your cooking and gardening questions. It's all coming up on The Splendid Table. Tune in Sunday at noon here on Utah Public Radio, 105.7.